What is up, everybody? Welcome to the first ever Dudes Who Bet Sports. So you want to bet sports, but you need some advice on how to cash in big at a heck of a price. Well, if you want enough money to line your shorts, then you're in the right place. This is Dudes Who Bet Sports. Dudes Who Bet Sports. It's your favorite show. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Where degenerates go. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another Dude to Bet Sports show. And boy, it just seemed right to start off the show today with a little bit of Arkansas Razorbacks fight song. Of course, Arkansas picks up a huge win over Texas. We'll get all into that as well. Papa Dude, did you enjoy the uh, the game uh, Saturday night? Well, I did, except we picked Texas. <laughs> so, but when Texas loses, it's always it's always good. But I tell you what, I watched so much football this weekend. I feel like I'm hitting the face with, with some of those defensive linemen coming at me. I, I hope I'm prepared today. My mind's kind of cluttered with everything I saw this weekend. Well, there's one thing we know. The Texas quarterback could not hit you in the face with the football. That, that much we do know, uh, whichever one you want to talk about, uh, whether it be uh, Card or Thompson, either one. We'll get into that a lot, though. Uh, Jason says another boring oh, yeah. football. Not quite. It was, <laughs> it was pretty wild. We've got a jam-packed show. What we're going to do, I've got the five big questions from the weekend. We're going to go over those uh, first. Then we're going to have the uh, college football scoreboard recap. Then we're going to pick the game tonight between the Ravens and uh, Las Vegas. So that'll be a lot of fun to do that. And then we'll have the NFL scoreboard recap. So a lot going on here. Uh, we got, a, like I said, a jam-packed show. Uh, boy, it was just a lot to digest. We're going to try to do it one by one here. I'll bring up the five major questions now, and we'll get into them. Uh, number one, and I thought this was a good one to start with, who was the most impressive rookie quarterback? All five quarterbacks that were drafted in the first round scored touchdowns. Uh, three of the five uh, started. So who was the most impressive rookie quarterback to you? And before we get started, anybody that's uh, listening, throw in your comments, and we'll We'll deal with them as we go along. We yep. love getting these comments in. Um, I think you have to go with Mac Jones for uh, New England. Um, they probably were going to win that game until they fumbled late. They lost 17-16 to a good Miami team. I think he was probably the most impressive. Uh, the kid for the Jets from BYU, Zach Davis, had a decent game. Wilson. And then uh, probably the most disappointing, I imagine, would be um, – Trevor Lawrence, but you got to remember some of these teams they're playing for is pretty bad. They're pretty bad. Jacksonville being one of them. The other two guys, I don't really rate too much because they didn't play a whole lot, but I'd have to go with Mac Jones. Yeah, I'll agree with you on Mac Jones as well. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Oh, Zach Wilson. What did I say? What did I, I say? You said Zach Davis. I think it's a Mike thing, right? Because Mike Samich can't ever get the names right with horses either. <laughs> well, well, no, it's just I, my mind's cluttered, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, so Zach Wilson did play really, really well for the Jets. Uh, and you're right. I think with Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, it, it's it's tough because they're on such bad teams. They're getting thrown to the wolves. It's it's hard to judge them. And people are going to say, well, their teams are getting killed and they're throwing interceptions. It's like, yeah, but they're on a, it's not a good situation. No. Uh, especially with Trevor Lawrence, because you've got a rookie head coach as well. Uh, that's, that's just the recipe for disaster. Yeah, but yeah, Mac Jones was was solid. Uh, he's in a good situation uh, with the Patriots. And you're right, they, they should have won the game. Uh, Harris fumbles late, and that kind of cost him the game. But uh, Mac Jones very well, uh, very well for his first first game for sure. He, he played a very good one. All right, let's go to major question number two. What is the worst conference among the college football power five? I think you could debate this one for a while. A couple of them don't look great. What do you think the worst conference is as we've uh, kicked off now two weeks of college football? I don't think there's any debate at all. I mean, it's the big 12. There's no doubt about it. Now, when you look at the statistics and you see their overall record, they're 16 and four uh, through the first two weeks. And that's the second best, uh, up against the SEC, but when you break it down, this is where it gets really interesting. That uh, nine of their sixteen wins are against FCS schools, and that used to be called Division One AA, so that's lesser competition. So nine of the sixteen wins have come against them, and a lot of those games have been extremely close. Uh, for example, Kansas State has the best non-conference win. Sorry, Texas. Uh, Louisiana does not count. That's not impressive. It's ridiculous. So Kansas State beat Stanford 24-7, and then last Saturday struggled mightily to beat a middle-of-the-pack at best Missouri Valley School, Southern Illinois, to beat them 28-22 at Manhattan. That's not impressive. Let's look at the top four teams in the Big 12. Okay, The best team is Oklahoma. What have they done? Nothing. They played Tulane and should have lost, beat them 40 to 35. And then they're so thrilled about their 76 to nothing victory over a powerhouse Western Carolina team. That's pitiful. So nothing to go on there. Then you go to the second best team in the league going into the season, which is Iowa state. Okay. They opened up impressively with another FCC FCS school uh, from the Missouri Valley, Northern Iowa, decent team. They beat them 16-10, and as you were following the game, should have lost. Then at home, in their big feature game of the week, they got dominated by <laughs> Iowa, 27-17. So they're nothing. Then Texas, oh, my God, we're going to talk about them at length later. They were horrid yeah. uh, Saturday night. It was hilarious. And then you go to uh, Oklahoma State, which is the fourth best, third or fourth best team, arguably, in the Big 12. They opened up with Missouri State, who we are very familiar with. Uh, they're in our back door here where we're from. And no, they're not usually any good. They beat them 23-16 and then came back against Tulsa this Saturday. And Tulsa had lost to an FCS school in their first game. And Tulsa should have beat them. Ended up 28-23. This conference is horrible. Is there any wonder why? BYU, Cincinnati, Central Florida, and Houston are knocking the doors down to get into this thing. It's easier than the conference they're playing in right now. It's a joke. I totally agree. The Big 12 is the worst. It's going to be the worst. And uh, you're right. that Those teams are actually going to come in 
once Oklahoma and Texas are gone. And we'll just say Oklahoma because those four teams coming in could definitely beat Texas after what we saw. Yeah. Uh, the Big 12 is just atrocious. Uh, I don't even think it's close. I, I think the Pac-12, you could make a case for if Oregon didn't beat Ohio State. And like I said, we'll talk about that in a minute as well. Um, so that kind of puts the Pac-12 ahead of, of the Big 12 at this at this moment. So well, Yeah. I mean, they have two good wins. LSU. By, by UCLA. Mm-hmm. I mean, they played a ton better schedule than the yep. Big 12. Big 12's played nobody. It's pathetic. It really it is. is. And they, they continue to play nobody this week as well. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit on Thursday. All right, let's move on, though. So what team has been the most impressive for you in both the NFL and college? Now, I want to make this very clear. We played one week in the NFL. We played two weeks of college. This isn't like, hey, this is my projected national champion. It's just after this short period of time so far, who's looked the best for you, NFL and college? Well, it's it's really early to tell. I'm going to start with college because we have a little bit more barometer on them than we do uh, NFL. Um, you got to go with Alabama, obviously. We've talked about them at length. So I'm just going to highlight a couple of others that I really, really like. I, I think Georgia – um, I know they played you at UAB on uh, uh, Saturday and, and the Blazers don't get much uh, credit, but they're not a de- bad team with a backup quarterback. They laid 56 on them. I think that's pretty impressive. If they can get an offense to go with the defense, suddenly we have a contender against Alabama and, and we're going to find out, you know, I, I, we're looking at Alabama's powerhouse and they are, I mean, obviously we don't know how good Miami is. So we'll find out a little more about Alabama this week, but obviously them and Georgia are the top. You got to be impressed with Oregon, what they did, and we'll talk about them a, a little bit more later. And the Hawkeyes have beat two ranked teams. You know, uh, Indiana's not ranked now, but they were a win. I would beat them. So I think those are the four most impressive that I've seen. Um, there may be some more. Um, yeah, Dennis says Penn State. I forgot about them too. They have a, have a really good win. In the pros, well, I think the Rams were extremely uh, proficient last night. I was really impressed with them. Um, Arizona going into uh, Tennessee and blasting the Titans was pretty impressive. Uh, Cleveland was great in Kansas City yesterday, but they didn't win. So you got to put the Chiefs in there, obviously. So I, I, you know, I didn't see a whole lot of the pros like you did. So I think probably you'll have more to say about that than me. Yeah, I, I'll I'll go with Georgia for mine because you know you beat had the marquee win and then you looked really good against. I know it's UAB, like you said, but they're not a horrible, uh, you know, kind of that non-power five team. They're not bad, so I would go with them. Uh, NFL, I'll put up uh, Dennis's comment now. The Saints, uh, yeah, they look great against Green Bay. Dennis, we're going to get to that in just a second. That that was a fun game. I laughed because I I've gotten where I hate Aaron Rodgers now. So I thought the Saints definitely made a lot of sense. Uh, NFL for me though, it has to be Arizona. Um, and that's not really a Homer pick on my part, uh, to go into Tennessee and just destroy them. And I think here's the big key, both sides of the ball, their defense completely stopped Derrick Henry and they, they were very good against the pass. So I think Arizona for me, and, that, and like I say, I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl. not even say they're going to win that division. I'm just saying, they were very good week one, and if they can kind of keep that going, they're going to be tough. Um, you know, this comment, <laughs> I got to throw up Jason's comment before we move on. Did you see the Florida State player that proposed to his girlfriend as Jacksonville State is celebrating on the other end of the field? 
How about that? <laughs> I did not see that. That is that's pretty awesome. <laughs> so if you missed it, Jacksonville State wins the game at Florida State. Yes, I did not stutter. Or I did not miss miss uh, talk there. Jacksonville State defeats Florida State at the end of the game on the last play of the game. Jacksonville State wins twenty to seventeen. And then yeah, uh, some idiot from Florida State's proposing to the girlfriend on the other end of the end zone. There, <laughs> that was really something. Um, a serious question on that. Does that kind of speak of mentally where Florida State is? I mean, that's unbelievable. That's the first thing I was thinking, too. I mean, come on. You just lost a, a game. Can't you do that later? Yeah, um, yeah that's – I don't know. That's not That's not a good sign. That's no, no, that is horrible. Uh, all right, let's move on. Uh, and, and Jason threw up this comment here. The Packers were very impressive. And so I, I put the comment or the question up now. Uh, whoops, wrong one. There it is. Uh, who was the bigger disaster this weekend? Texas, which was a disaster, or Green Bay, which was a complete disaster as well? Well, I think we need to talk about them both because it's really yeah. kind of funny. Both of them are. I'm going to go with Texas because I've got a lot of stuff here that we need to talk about on them. <laughs> and uh, uh and then the reason I'm not taking Green Bay is you don't panic in the NFL yet. Right. It's, you know, like we were talking before we did the show, came on the show, they got on the airplane from wherever the hell that game was. It wasn't in New Orleans. Where'd they play that? You, you know? I think they played it in Alabama somewhere. I, okay. I, I don't know. Whatever the sure. hell it was. They got on the airplane. They don't give a shit. They got on the plane and they headed back home. It's a job to those guys. They'll get yeah. up and they'll practice Tuesday and they'll – Unless they have internal problems, which we'll get to that in a minute. But uh, Texas, and I don't want to, I don't want to jinx OU because we still got to play them, and the Longhorns <laughs> will give us all we want. That's the way it always is. But right now, there is a mess down there. If you watch the game uh, Saturday night, uh, and and I'm not taking anything away from Arkansas, they were incredible. I, I'm so impressed with the way they. Just beat the crap out of out of Texas, uh, but but the Longhorns have problems since uh, the demise of uh, uh, Mac Brown. Since they they pushed him out, and I think it was 2010. I looked up some stats. Uh, Texas since 2010 has been in the top ten recruiting classes seven times, and of those seven, they've been in the top five five times. Now, that says a couple of things. Number one, the guys who re, who rate these recruiting classes don't know what the hell they're talking about, and I firmly believe that. Um, but they're not that far off. So the other thing it says, what's wrong with the coaching down there? What, what, is, what is going on? And during their, that time, their record is 80 and 61. That's not acceptable in no. Texas. They're on their four, fourth head coach since that time and a couple of these hires are baffling to me uh, nothing against charlie strong but that was not a good hire and he's gone on and proven he's not that good a coach no that was not a good hire tom herman i don't understand what happened there because i thought that was the guy that was going to come in there and get them back to the top and his record wasn't awful it just wasn't good enough for Texas. The guy they hired now, I'm sorry, and he may prove me wrong, and he'll probably beat OU in a couple of weeks <laughs> to really piss me off. But how 
what is his track record to give him a job like Texas? Yeah. I don't I don't know what it is. He's he coached for Nick Saban. That don't make you a great football coach. I mean, you could be a pretty good offensive coordinator at Alabama. He was at Washington. He didn't have much of a record. He was at USC. They fired him for a drinking problem. Now I know people are rehabilitated, and I'm sure he has. But Texas hires him and he's the savior. I'm sorry. That football team Saturday night was piss poorly coached, and it's that simple. And they allowed Arkansas to gain 339 yards, and Arkansas's quarterback cannot throw the ball. Now, come on. Come I think on, there's problems down there. I think you've been waiting for the rant of Texas. I'll cover Green Bay for you because I think the Texas that. Well, oh, I got a good one on them too. But go ahead. Okay. Well, I, I, I I'm going to just splice up that and just and throw that up for the Texas. <laughs> that was great. Um, I'll <laughs> well, wrap up the true. Texas comment like for for like this for me. And why, and, and I, I will never come on any show if I'm wrong and say it, not admit it. And I was completely wrong about Texas. Texas, obviously, my lack of the week. But you threw it out there. The talent level, and, and this is not a knock on Arkansas at all. Oh, and, no. And Arkansas has a, has a very good coach now. The talent level isn't close. And what happened on that field at Fayetteville is unacceptable for Texas. Now, if Texas goes in there and Arkansas plays the game of their life, and they get beat by a couple points. Absolutely. I'm not on here saying that. No. To get blown out in Fayetteville is unacceptable for a team like Texas, period. Now, I give all the credit in the world to Texas. I I, I, I was at the OU game. I was not able to watch Arkansas game. I did catch the replay. Arkansas played with their hair on fire like I thought they would, but Texas had no answer. And the biggest thing is they couldn't move the ball. And that's ultimately, in my opinion, what got him beat, even though they did give up 333 yards on the ground to Arkansas. And like you said, to a quarterback that can't throw. So it's not like they had to defend the pass all that hard. But still, you got they couldn't answer. They couldn't move the ball. And, uh, yeah, on, on the Sark comment, listen, I think you could have called plays. I could have called plays at Alabama last year. Several of those guys are starting in the NFL right now. So uh, we'll leave it at that. Green Bay. Hey, one and, more thing. Uh, one more thing. One more thing. And then we're quitting on Texas. Okay. Because we're jinxing ourselves and we know it. <laughs> we shouldn't be talking about Texas like this. But yeah. during this time that we're talking about from 2010, they've had Sam Ellinger, who's a good quarterback. He's third string in the NFL. I'll push back that Sam Ellinger is not a very good quarterback. Well, he's serviceable. I don't think he ever was. Well, I know. But, but you can win with him. He's tough. But I don't think you can else. win big with him. I don't yeah, think you can you're win right. big with Sam Ellinger. Yeah, and you think about the great quarterbacks that have come out of Texas during that time. They didn't get. Uh-uh. They didn't get Baker Mayfield, but everybody missed on him, so you can't count. Yeah, Baker. No one recruited Baker. He walked on at Texas Tech. So but there's been several. Well, Kyler Murray. Yep. They didn't get him. When's the last great running back came out of Texas? They haven't any skilled people. Why? No. Why other other schools are getting them? So there's problems down there. Okay, I, I'm shutting up. Go for it. All right, Green Bay. Uh, they, and Sandy says they're a very dysfunctional team at Green Bay. I think that's. I think they're the bigger flop because I, I don't know. But to throw up Jason's comment, I'm not sure the Packers will be fine. And I know it's the NFL. I know it's one week, but I just saw a very disinterested quarterback at Green Bay, and he's the key to the whole thing, right? Oh, no I, I mean, he's kind of. 
he's kind of like Mahomes with the Chiefs, and we'll talk about him in a minute, where if Rodgers doesn't play well, Green Bay is just another kind of average team. And it's it's unbelievable to see just that he was just – I watched a lot of that game, a lot of the highlights of that game. He was disinterested. And once I got behind, he really was. Uh, now, I, I, to, to Dennis's point, uh, you know, maybe Texas wasn't very good anyway. But Green Bay, the expectations were there, right? Um, and and I, I think the Saints are going to be good. I think they're a good team. Um, but boy, 38 to three was embarrassing. So I, I think Green Bay's got big, big time problems. Uh, I know uh, Aaron Rodgers is kind of the his legendary comment after one of these losses earlier in the year, uh, you know, years before this was don't panic, you know, <laughs> you know, relax, you know, he spelled out relax. But I think there's reason to panic this year for Green Bay. Well, I heard an interview with him the other day mm-hmm. that really irritated me a lot i mean i'm old but he he was the uh, he came across the biggest baby i've ever heard now first of all i think he's getting paid pretty well yeah by the packers and he's mad because they drafted a kid a guy you know to be his successor mm-hmm. well what's wrong with that i mean the guy's 37 38 years old he didn't even play forever he's not well, too and let me cut you off just real quick. He okay. was once that guy. That's absolutely right. He came in when Brett <laughs> Favre was aging. What's yeah. the difference? Yeah. And he's pissed off about that. You know, I mean, I, I think Aaron Rodgers is a great player, but if he's mad about that, and he, he said, well, you know, I'm only here for one more year. Well, you're not there getting paid $25 a game either. <laughs> right. You know, you're there probably making $30 million a year. So if I'm a Green Bay fan, I'm pretty upset. I wouldn't push the panic button yet. You know, they got talent and they play the Lions next week. Uh, that We're going to get a good idea about them after next next Monday night. The Lions showed they had a little bit of, of a pulse uh, in that game. They, came, they got way behind against San Francisco, did come back and make it interesting. So I, I think that's going to be interesting to kind of see – because the Lions, I think, are going to try, I guess. And that's a bad word. They're, they always try. But the Lions are going to be feisty. They're not going to just roll over like they usually do. So, yeah, I, I think it's it's interesting. And, man, like from a coach, you've coached for a long, long time. And you haven't had to deal with something like this, this specifically. But you've had guys that are probably good players that have kind of checked out at times. Yeah. Does it cause a, a huge problem within the team? Because the team could probably see that as well. And and I guess the first question is, are we making too much of it or does it cause a rift in the team? And number two, what the hell do you do to deal with it from a coaching standpoint? Well, when you're when you're in the NFL and you're dealing with these guys that make tons of money, they got more power than you do. Right. So as a coach, you're really handcuffed. Uh, and you got to hope you know, this thing settles itself. Does it bother the team? You better believe it when it's Aaron Rodgers. Now, if it's somebody else, maybe not, but he's your leader. And the rest of the team is not making $30 million a year like he is. And I don't know that he's making that, but I guarantee it's close. No, it's not a good situation. He's going to have to straighten this out. You know, he's the guy that's got to do it. And we'll just see what happens down the stretch. It's going to be an interesting story to follow. Yeah, I think uh, Jason's comment, basically to summarize it, 
Rodgers was kind of MIA, MIA all preseason, and maybe they'll have to work out some kinks and maybe they're going to be fine. Maybe just the timing isn't there yet, things like that. That that could be very possible as well. Um, let's move on. I, I, I knew we'd spend a lot of time on that one. And it's, Well, I wouldn't it's, bury either one of these teams yet. I have Texas six feet under, and even if they beat us – they're not. They're going to lose a lot of games, even if right. even if one of them isn't us. I, I, I'm I'm confident in saying that. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's quickly go over this real quick, and then and then we'll go on to the scoreboard recaps. Uh, best conference right now in the NFL. What do you think after one week? Well, uh, we still got a game tonight, so I can't yeah. definitively say it, but I think it's the NFC West hands down. They went four zero. Three of those games were on the road. You got the Seahawks, the Rams, the 49ers, and you got to throw the Cardinals in. They probably had the most impressive one of all. To me, that's hands down. If Oakland wins tonight, or Oakland, if Las Vegas wins tonight, yeah, they're going to be 4-0, the AFC West. Yeah. And then the other good one is the uh, AFC North. You know, the AFC West, like I said, if Oakland was to win, two out of the four went on the road uh, and won games as well. And, and then uh, – if uh, Las Vegas, I said Oakland as well. If Las Vegas yeah, wins, they beat one of the best teams in the AFC. And then the Chiefs beat, I think, one of the best teams yes. in the AFC uh, with the Cleveland Browns. So, uh, yeah, that's just how it goes. And then Jason Hommel, we're going to let him uh, sum, or sum up the five big questions. <laughs> he has Texas 14 feet under, not six feet, 14 <laughs> feet under. So, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Uh, to think what happened there. All right, let's move on now, though, to the scoreboard recaps. Uh, you know, we'll start with the college football ranks. This this was a very fun week uh, in college football. Start off, uh, just I'm going to quickly mention this game because uh, many, many, many people had Coastal Carolina minus six, uh, 26 and a half here. Uh, they win by 27. Kansas made that a game, uh, sort of, for the spread I'm talking about. So 49-22, though, Coastal takes care of business. Pretty funny. I was watching this game at Remington Park as we were getting ready to leave. And and uh, I remember Dennis. I think, Dennis, you had minus uh, 26 and a half Coastal Carolina. And I stopped Tyler. I said, hold on, before we go to the parking lot, because it, the Kansas was driving to try to cover. I said, let's see if they cover. So <laughs> pretty funny how that worked out. <laughs> um, let's see. There really wasn't any big games on Friday other than that one. OU, I don't want to talk about them. I don't care. We talked about Georgia. All right, let's get to this one. Oregon uh, goes to Ohio State, goes to the shoe, and pulls off a 35-28 upset. Uh, what did you think of Oregon in this game? Absolutely shocked, as I'm sure a lot of people were. Not that they they, they played them close. It was just they went toe-to-toe, and they just gashed them. Beat them on both sides of the ball. Uh, very impressed with their running back. Their quarterback has all kind of poise. And here's the deal. Their two best defensive players didn't play. And to go in there and dominate um, the Buckeyes like they did. Ohio State, I hinted at this last week. They have defensive problems. There's no question about it. And the guy with the hottest uh, seat in the rear end of his pants right now is the defensive coordinator because somebody's going to have to take the fall for this and it's either they don't have the had a good enough players or he's the problem so that's going to be fascinating to see what happens there too but i was very impressed with oregon 
I was shocked uh, by this game. Oregon just ran over them. And Oregon kind of did what Minnesota did. And I was just kind of skeptical that they could do that. And, and that, yeah, big win for the Ducks. And you know what? Oregon got a couple of stops when they had to have them, too. And yeah. I know you look at it and you think, well, the Oregon offense just got this job done. Without those big stops, they would have lost this game. Now, they would have covered for what we're talking about, but they would have lost. So I think that Oregon defense deserves some credit as well. We really had a pretty good day uh, in college football with our picks, other than this one in the Texas game we'll get to in a second. But this was your lock of the week, Colorado plus 17. Boy, Colorado should have won this game. Uh, But for your purpose, an easy cover. Uh, You watched uh, the majority of this game. I could not watch a lot of this one. I have not watched the replay yet. So kind of talk about this this Texas A&M-Colorado game. Well, it set offensive football back about 50 years. Uh, uh, Colorado, well, first of all, I got a little bit lucky in this, but I do think Colorado or would have covered anyway, but or would have beat the spread. A&M's quarterback got hurt in the first series, so they had to go to their second string guy. And uh, Colorado kind of set on the 7-3 lead. They should have been ahead 17 to nothing early in the game. They fumbled. They got stopped on the fourth and one down deep, like maybe on the five-yard line, something like that. Again, I've watched so many football, I can't remember. But I know they should have been up 17, maybe 21 nothing. Oh, they missed a field goal. That's right. Mm-hmm. So they blew the game early. They held on, and then A&M scored late. Not impressed with A&M's offense at all. And I just thought 17 was too much. Uh, you said I wasn't sweating it out. I was because I could, I thought, well, there, I thought A&M might get ahead there early in the fourth quarter, and then Colorado start trying to throw the ball over the place, and A&M would pick up a couple pick sixes and go in there and beat my butt. But anyway, they didn't do it. And anyhow, uh, I got kind of lucky when the A&M quarterback got hurt. Yeah, but still, I think Colorado, yeah, I still think defensively we're probably good enough to to get you covered there. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's part of it. You got unlucky in a few games we'll talk about uh, oh, yeah. a little bit later in the NFL. So uh, South Carolina, Cincinnati, they all take a bus- uh, take care of business. We didn't talk about this game on the show uh, because we, I think I assumed it'd probably be a blowout. But Notre Dame has to squeak by Toledo. They were lucky to win this game. And now you know that Florida State lost to Jacksonville State. Notre Dame, they, I don't know. Are, are you skeptical on them now after this? Well, they're very vulnerable. Uh, their defense is not very good, obviously. Yeah. Now, the quarterback's pretty good, and, and that was a gutty win to come back and win. And sometimes they don't play well in these games, you know, because everybody is – this is a circled on their schedule. So I've seen them come back against teams like this in South Bend a lot of times. But, yes, there are concerns – uh, they lost a lot of players from last year. Their defense has got a lot of holes in it. So we'll see what happens with them down the road. I think they're going to lose a couple, though, for sure. Yeah, I, I do, too. I, I think they're very vulnerable. I don't think they're as good this year. Uh, this is the, was the biggie. College game day was there. They went to Ames, Iowa. And Iowa State has a Hawkeye problem. That's That's the only <laughs> way you can describe it. Iowa State turns it over four times. Iowa gets the job done 27 to 17. This is another game we were on the right side of. We had Iowa plus four and a half. And uh, another one we really didn't have to sweat uh, in the second half. Talk about your Hawkeyes all the way up to number five in the AP people. That's probably a little too too high. But this was a huge win for, for the Hawkeyes. 
Yeah, there's no way they're number number five. Uh, turnovers again. They they I think they had two or three against uh, Indiana in the, uh, week one, and they got three in the third quarter against uh, Iowa State that pretty much ended this game. The problem with Iowa is that everyone's overlooking. They're not very good on offense. Their defense is scoring a lot of points for them. That's a problem, and that's going to get them beat down the road. But they are enjoying their status right now. No team in the country is better coached with the talent that they have. Their system is so sound. And, uh, yes, Iowa State's got a problem. And now you may have more problems than a Hawkeye problem. They do not look good on offense at all. Iowa State has one of the worst quarterbacks that people think is good, maybe ever in the history of college football. Brock Purdy is not good. He hasn't ever been any good, and he costs them football games, and I think he did another terrible job in this game. Um, So that's where I'm going to end on that. So uh, Dennis says Notre Dame has to be the most disappointing top 15 team, maybe the most disappointing top 15 team to lose or to win, to win a game. I agree with that. Uh, There's some top 15 teams that lost that – (laughs) <laughs> they would say we would like to be Notre Dame this week. Uh, we'll keep on going here. Penn State takes care of business against Ball State. Florida also takes care of business. They both have bigger fish to fry this coming weekend. But let's talk about uh, a big-time upset. Uh, Stanford, who lost 24-7 to to Kansas State in week one. And by the way, Kansas State was all out to beat Southern Illinois in week two. But Stanford goes on the road to USC and blows them out. <laughs> 42 to 28, Stanford beats USC. I was watching this game in the hotel. I got back from the OU game and was just stunned by what was happening. Well, <laughs> USC better be glad this game was on late. And so a lot of people didn't see this probably till uh, maybe even today. Yeah, these are games that you cannot lose. And um, they do this year after year after year. They don't have the focus, the consistency, or the toughness, I guess, that's needed. No way Stanford should have scored 42 points on them. There's just no way. This, this game's baffling uh, to me. And and I was pretty high on USC. I really was. I think I had them ranked in the top 10. And I looked like a fool after this one. So, yeah, I don't understand what's going on at USC. Stanford ran over USC. Stanford did not do anything fancy. They lined up and just ran over USC. It was a joke. Uh, USC, and Jason says, USC is in the same 14-foot grave as Texas. (laughs) This might even be worse than Texas. Uh, They were disgustingly bad. And if I, you know, USC is a big-time program. If I'm a supporter of them, I'm wanting the coach fired without any question, you know, I mean, this was a joke. So they've got a lot of work to do. Uh, of course, Arkansas, Texas, we've talked about that one uh, a lot. A absolutely monumental win for a Razorback program that was starving for a big time win. They got it. Let's see if they can parlay that into future success uh, down the road, get back in a bowl game this year. That, that'll that be a fun team to watch. And then Texas, uh, just always funny when they lose. Uh, Wisconsin bounce back. Uh, your upset, darling, from week one took care of business. Virginia Tech with a big win over Middle Tennessee. Old Miss looked very good again offensively with a 40, uh, 54-17 win over Austin P. Here was your uh, dog of the week, BYU, and this was another one you didn't have to sweat. BYU was a seven-point underdog at home against Utah. 
Not only do they cover, they win outright. BYU wins 26 to 17. Uh, how impressed were you with the Cougars here? Well, I was very impressed uh, with their quarterback. Yeah. Everybody in the offseason, you know, said they lost a lot of players. They didn't give them much credit last year. They went 11 and 1. And the problem was um, last year, they had, to, they had to just splice a schedule together. Uh, with COVID and all the problems that were going on because they don't they don't belong to a conference and they're an independent. So they just played anybody they could get to play them. So their schedule wasn't quite as good, but they still went 11 and one. You know, a lot of people were down on him because Zach Wilson, Wilson uh, I said that right this time, right? <laughs> he was, uh, the reason why I said Zach Davis was I wrote that down. Uh, uh, <laughs> animals. Anyway, but this kid played great. Yeah. Very disappointed in Utah. Um you know, I have you and I both rank them all the time, and they they didn't play very well. But you know, around the country, people don't understand how big a rivalry this is. These two teams don't like each other at all. And uh, the Cougars have got Arizona State this week, and Arizona State's favored. Looking at it right now, I may go with them again. <laughs> The one thing about it, uh, Utah does not play well on the road. They just don't. And that was the big reason why both of us like BYU, uh, as Utah just does not go on the road and play all that well. Uh, Another game that we picked uh, briefly, we we didn't go over it in depth. We did say Appalachian State plus nine was a good play. And it worked out. Miami wins this game 25-23, last second field goal uh, to get the job done there. What do you think of this Miami team? I I don't know. I don't think they're very good. I don't either. Um, Now, you can't – here's a couple of things you got to look at, though. Number one, they're coming off the Alabama game. Uh, They got to be a little bit down with that. Yeah. Appalachian State's good, but they don't – you know, to college players at a school like Miami, they see the name Appalachian State. They don't really – give them much credit so the preparation's not quite what it should be so that's a couple of things you got to go with but they've not really shown much they did come back and win the game and that's good uh we're going to find out a little bit about them this week they got michigan state and we're going to find out how good michigan state is too and that's in miami so that's kind of a a big game this week i don't think miami's top 25 team though I don't either, um, but I do think the Michigan State game will be interesting. That will be a fun game. should be a close game just like this one. Uh, Arizona State takes care of UNLV. Uh, you know, North Carolina beats Georgia State. There wasn't much else going on. Uh, Auburn obviously kills Alabama State. Virginia beats Illinois 42-14, to so that loss for Nebraska just keeps looking worse. Uh, and that was about it for the week. Um, you know, I thought this will, I'll just mention it briefly. South Carolina went to East Carolina and won. I thought that was a big win for them. Uh, Pittsburgh went to Tennessee and won. That was a, a toss up game that, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I kind of thought Tennessee would win that game if Pittsburgh gets the job done. So, um, that's about it. You probably didn't about. see anything. You probably didn't see of that game, did you? No, I did not. Well, they lost their quarterback. In that game, they had to get down. He wasn't. He's not very good. But yeah, it hurt them in that game. Well, I and that's yeah. When you're Tennessee and you're kind of shaky anyway, yeah. that does hurt you when you lose a quarterback. A lot of people thought Buffalo plus fourteen was a good pick against Nebraska. That didn't turn out to happen. Nebraska flexes that muscle and beats the powerful gotcha. Buffalo twenty-eight to three. Uh, I wanted to mention that one. Oh, I wanted to mention uh, 
Ricky's team, Syracuse, gets beat at home by Rutgers 17-7, to and that game had to have been painful to watch. <laughs> Seems like a boring one as well. Uh, I'll scroll down through here, see if there's anything else to talk about. I thought Mississippi picking up a 24-10 to win over North Carolina State. Ah, that was a good win, right? That's a really good win for, for Mike Leach. Very yeah, that's, that's one they had to win. Of course, we kind of <laughs> highlighted some of the Big 12 struggles they won, but Kansas State wins by eight over Southern Illinois. Uh, Texas Tech wins by six over uh, Stephen F. Austin. So, you know, two two tough ones there. We talked about this one a minute. Kentucky does get the victory over Missouri, thirty-five to twenty-eight. Uh, we kind of thought Missouri might win that game, but that's a big win for Kentucky. Very. Hey, I watched uh, quite a bit of that game. They Missouri. Every time I pick them, they do this. You know, so they they didn't. They just could not stop Kentucky, and Kentucky just ran the ball at them. So. Yeah, you can't stop the run. You're going to get beat. Yeah, uh, that's another. Dennis was sweating out Kentucky minus five and a half. Pick, got Dennis. it done for you. Dennis also thinks Miami might be a little better than what they've showed so far. Maybe nine and three, eight and four. I could see it. Uh, I think the Michigan State game will tell us a little bit. Uh, we talked about Jacksonville State upsetting Florida State. Just a horrific loss. Uh, we were on the right end of this one. Michigan thirty-one to ten. Another one that. We really didn't have to sweat out. That was the theme of the weekend, I thought. We either were really, really right or really, really wrong. There wasn't a lot of sweat for us in these games. No. Well, Washington's offense is awful. Yeah. They played extremely hard uh, against Michigan. i got to give them credit for that. And they'll probably get some things straightened out and get going here before long. But they've got to get some offensive uh, things going for them. Yeah, they were they were they were really bad in that game. All right, let's move on to the NFL scoreboard recap. Before we do that, there is a game tonight, Monday Night Football. Baltimore Ravens travel to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. Uh, Baltimore, a four point favorite in this game. Uh, I, I think this is about right. I think it's gonna be a competitive game. Where are we going here with uh, the Ravens and the Raiders? Well, this is gonna be a good one. And uh, again, if the Raiders win, the AFC West goes four and zero in the first week. And if the Ravens win, the AFC North is going to go three and one with that loss uh, being with Cleveland in Kansas City, and that's there's no uh, no no worry in that one. I mean, that's that's one they probably thought you were going to lose. Yeah, I like the matchup tonight. I think it's going to be a good one. Um, I I like the Raiders in this one. Uh, Monday night football is a different cat. You know, you're the only game in town. That night, the home team usually plays pretty well on Monday nights, and I think the Raiders have a history of playing good on Monday nights. Uh, I love their offense. Uh, a lot of people don't like Derek Carr, but I like him, and he's and, and Gruden has done a really good job with him. They've got good running backs. Uh, they're tight end. Darren Waller's as good as they come. The problem with the Raiders is defense, and they took some steps to tighten that up this year. Whether or not that's going to pan out you know, remains to be seen. And I think they're I think they're going to win the opener. I don't know that they're going to make the playoffs, but I, I, I just kind of think they do, they will. But they're playing a very, very professional team in, in Baltimore. You know, usually the West Coast team on Monday night first football in the first week wins. Uh, so I think that the trend is to pick the Raiders. I don't think week one of the NFL has been insane. So I'm going to go against the normal trend because that seems to be what a, what was happening all, all Sunday. And that was just a wild week. A lot of fun, but boy, the picking the teams and betting, that was tough. Uh, but I'm going to take the, the Ravens. I think the Ravens 
four points. You know, here's the deal. If the Ravens win, I'm I'm fairly certain they're going to cover because I think it's going to be a close win for Las Vegas or the Ravens win and it's by a touchdown or two. Uh, four points is right for me. I think that's the perfect uh, line to, to, to jump in with the Ravens. So I'm going to take the favorite on the road at, here at Monday Night Football. I think the Ravens get it done despite the fact – I don't know who's going to play running back. You, you have any, you know, you got your shoulder pads ready, Papa dude. You might be able to play running back for the Ravens. No, they lost you. everybody. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'll take Baltimore minus the four. Uh, we'll see what happens. The, the one thing with when you have a running quarterback, it does kind of help uh, your lack of running back situation. Yeah. We saw that uh, firsthand when when basically Lincoln Riley turned Jalen Hurts into a running back, and it, it was pretty powerful for OU. All right. We'll talk about Jalen in a minute. Let's talk about the Thursday night game. This was a great, great opening uh, game to the season. Uh, Tampa kicked a field goal late to win 31 to 29. Um, my biggest takeaway from here, Cowboys and Dak looked really good offensively. Uh, what do you think of this opening game? You know, this seems like that was played 100 years ago, doesn't it? It does. It really does. It was a tremendous uh, game to just sit and watch these two quarterbacks. Prescott was phenomenal he's back he proved me wrong uh he's a lot you know, he just looked really really good um dallas would have won that game against anybody else there's no doubt in my mind uh brady what can you say i mean he looks like he's 25 years old threw the ball so well gronkowski he looks like he's 25 years old i mean there that's just an amazing story uh, there, it was a great football game. Here's the key with Dallas; they got to parlay that down the road. Yeah, yeah. Because they, they're kind of like uh, uh, the Browns, which we'll talk about here in a minute. They got to just bury that one because they got a tough game in LA against the Chargers this weekend. Those are the games Dallas has got to win, yep. not this one. So, uh, just a great football game to watch. We didn't cover because some dodo bird fumbled the ball down there on about the five-yard line but anyway yeah that's the way it goes well i think we cover this game easily if if they don't turn the ball over four times but yeah. you know that's that's football yeah. that's game what game. happens it, it, exactly it, it, it's what happens and um I, i've said on whether it's this show uh in our young history or horse racing you're going to get bad breaks and you, you cannot let it get you down mm -hmm. mentally it, it's going to happen and this is what i felt like we should have covered but but didn't, and it is what it is. Like I said, all right, let's move on, though. Uh, last night, uh, the Sunday night football game, the Rams looked incredible. I thought they looked really good, a 34-14 win over the Bears. And I, I'm not high on the Bears. I don't think they're there yet. I don't think they're very good. But uh, Matt Stafford, a great debut in Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, I think Jason or Dennis said a while ago something about fields looked good when he was on the field for the uh, Bears. I think it'll be a couple games, and he's going to be the starting quarterback probably for them. Stafford was great last night, and I don't know whether you uh, heard the interview after the game with him on NBC. Mm -hmm. He sounds like a guy that's at peace with himself, loves being on this team. I mean, my God, look where he's played. You know, he's got to feel like he's in heaven out here. The players around him, he just seems so content and so happy on that interview. If he plays like he's capable, the Rams are going to be tough to handle. Here's what I think a lot of people don't understand about NFL and quarterbacks. Good 
offensive schemes and play calling and coaching makes a huge, huge difference. Uh, People were all over Baker Mayfield the first couple of years, but look what he started to become now that he has continuity. He's got a great offensive scheme and he's got a guy that knows what he's doing. And, and think about Matt Stafford, where he's been, the Lions fire coaches all the time, no players around him. But the biggest thing is he's with McVay, and they've got a great scheme, and he's a good play caller, and he knows how to use the players on his team. I, I just think Matt Stafford is going to keep smiling all year long because he, he finally has some help, and, and not just in the personnel on the sidelines. These NFL games, you think about them, you look at them. The difference between winning and losing in this league is, is very small. And coaching makes a huge difference offensively, uh, how to make a quarterback look good. Uh, let's move hey, on. I, you had that up there on Dennis. He said he cashed both bets in that yep. game. Yep. Dennis, after this week, can I have a loan? <laughs> I need some money for my bets for this week. <laughs> my wife has told me I'm done for the for a while. We, <laughs> <laughs> we, we both did. Well, well, I missed Texas. I'm not going to say I did well, but every other bet I was great on. And then we got to Sunday, and this was a disaster. Uh, we'll get to some of those. I do want to mention, though, how about the Eagles? Dennis thought that was funny. How about the <laughs> Eagles winning 32-6 to on the road? I don't know if it's more about the Eagles were great here or, my God, are the Falcons just done? Like, are they, I mean, they are horrifically bad. Yeah, that must have – I didn't, of course, see any of that. But, my goodness, uh, I would have locked Atlanta. I think it was three points or something like that. I thought they would cover that easy. Yep. Uh, our boy, Jalen Hurts, uh, statistics were unbelievable. They were. I hope the heck he proves me wrong. I, I love the kid. I, I love the way he played at OU. He, he, he was a whole ball club. The year he was there, he didn't get near enough credit. Uh, because he kind of a jerk to the media and they didn't know how to handle that down there, which was hilarious. If you're uh, yeah. familiar with the Oklahoma media, they're kind of milk toast to say the least. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that was a great win for the Eagles and maybe they're not as bad as we think they are. I'm going to hit the pause button on what to think about the Eagles until I yeah. see him play somebody else. Uh, yeah. now, great win. And you, you could be right. You also, I don't know. The pause yeah, I on- agree. But it was a good, good way to open the season, no question. Uh, how about this? This is one I thought we were well on the way at halftime. The, the Buffalo Bills were up 10 to nothing on the Steelers. The Steelers look lifeless. Oh, well, the Steelers will just outscore them, uh, let's see, 23 to 6 the rest of the game and win the game outright 23 to 16. What do you think of this one? Well, it's the one game that I really am kind of mad at myself. I, I didn't like that line quite as well. And I told you before the game, I was worrying about this one. Steelers are all class and the Bills are all flash at this point in the season. So, you know, that's one I really goofed up on. Um, I don't know how good the Steelers are. I think the I think Buffalo will bounce back. That's a pretty tough opener for them, but they should have beat Pittsburgh. They really yeah, they, they should have for sure. Uh, Dennis says he can give you a loan. He's 12 and 8 in the NCAA, 10 and 5 in the NFL. Dennis, I'll have our records on the Thursday show. Uh, we were doing great until Sunday, so <laughs> yeah. but, uh, we'll, we'll have our official records once the Monday night football game is over. Um, even even though uh, we, we had a rough uh, weekend on, on the NFL, we're still right at 500 pending this last game. So not a total disaster yet, but we got to get better this week. Uh, the Bengals, I thought this was a big win for them to win in overtime. 
Uh, I, I mentioned the 49ers. They got way ahead of the Lions, but then Lions came roaring back. Like like that? Lion, uh, That's Lions. good. Yeah. Um, we talked about Arizona a little bit. That was just a dominant 38-13 win. Another game we missed. <laughs> no. Couldn't have seen that one coming. No way. Uh, yeah, we didn't, didn't talk much about uh, Seahawks and the Colts. Seahawks go on the road, good job done. Pretty easy win. I thought this was a big win. We'll stop here for the Chargers for a minute. I thought this was a big win. Yeah, I know Ryan Fitzpatrick got hurt uh, in the game, but the Chargers were behind going into the fourth quarter. They do pick up the win in Washington, 20-16. to 16. I thought this was a nice step. This is a game I, I feel like the Chargers of old would have lost Good win here for them. Yes, they are a very poor road team, and these are games they don't win usually. Um, yeah, that was a good, good sound victory for them. This game with Dallas this week is huge for the yeah. Chargers. It might be the game of the week. I mean, well, I guess depending on what the Ravens do, Ravens Chiefs Sunday night is going to be a big time yeah. game as well. Uh, Panthers picked up a 19-14 win over the Jets. I didn't think the Panther Panthers looked great. Um, and the Jets kind of got it going late. Maybe they've got a little bit of hope. Uh, listen, we don't yeah, want to talk about this one much. Well, no, the Texans game, Texans just destroyed Jacksonville. Everybody thought the Texans would be the worst team in the league. Not the case. Jacksonville was awful in this game. Yeah. I thought that was kind of funny. Everybody said, ah, Texas suck or Houston sucks. Houston sucks. And then I don't think they were listening to that. Uh, we'll see down the road how they how they are. They go to Cleveland this week. Browns better not overlook them. You know, to Dennis's point, the Texans just need four more wins, and you get the season to- or the over for the season total. And I I definitely thought they'd be under. But Ricky made a really good point to me last week on the Rocket Hour Friday. We talked about it, and he said, you know, Tyrod Taylor, if he stays healthy, he's very he's a very professional guy, and he's not terrible. And I don't think they'll quit. They've got a new coach. He thought they might actually get to that win total. He wasn't as down on them. And after one week, Ricky might be right. But we'll see what they do when they don't play Jacksonville. So that, that's the big key there. I'm hitting the pause button on the Texans, just like the Eagles. We'll see what happens. Uh, all right, big big game for us. Uh, gosh, the Browns. <sighs> Listen, they, they get beat 33-29. to 29. They're just like the Cowboys, like you said. It's almost a, like a, well, they got beat, but they can build off that. I thought the offensive play calling was fantastic for the Browns. I thought the game plan was fantastic. I loved that they were aggressive, uh, you know, early, got the lead. Um, Mahomes, he was just too much. I thought the Browns were in control. The game was 29 to 20, and Mahomes throws an unbelievable pass and 75 yards in one play. It's 29 27. I knew the Browns were beat after that happened. Um, what, what were your overall impressions of this game? Well, I thought I thought Cleveland was valiant. I thought they were great in this yeah. game. They lost the game the only way they could. They figured out how to lose it, and they did. Um, Mayfield was fantastic. You mentioned coaching. They've got him in a system where he excels at. Uh, I told you, uh, we, we talked about it last week. I knew he would not be one bit scared going into yeah. Arrowhead. That doesn't bother him. I thought they were great. Uh, you're right. The Chiefs, they have two players that are better than anyone. Mm-hmm. And one is number 15, the other is number 87. And I don't think Kelsey gets enough credit. You can't cover the guy. Mm-mm. He catches everything that's thrown to him. He's fast. He's wide open all the freaking time. Yeah. I mean, if I'm if I'm going up against them, he's not 
he's not going to be wide open. I mean, he's of course, then you got Hill that stretches the field. But you and I came away from this game. The Chiefs, I didn't think, were very sharp in the game. And their running game is very suspect. So down the road, I don't know. But once again, when you got the quarterback that they've got, they're going to win games like this over and over and over again. And like you said, that 75-yard pass, can't let that happen if you're Cleveland. Then they botched up the punt, you know, and Chubb fumbled earlier. Yeah. in the game and the chiefs made the plays. you got to give the chiefs credit they made the plays when they had to and if they had just got that two-point conversion we would have covered and i'd have felt a lot better about the whole thing <laughs> that was the thing you either wanted the browns to win or the chiefs to cover and it falls in the middle of course um you know it, it's it's I, I just shook my head the whole game because i knew the browns were going to lose the whole time even when they were <laughs> pulling away think? I felt good when it was 22-17, uh, and then when Chubb fumbled, I thought, oh, here it comes. You know, yeah. uh, Baker Mayfield, I thought it was the best game he's ever played. Uh, but I, I just think you're going to see that from the Browns. He's in a great scheme with right. great players around him and a great coach uh, offensively. So there's, I, one I thought there was there's one more thing, Aaron. You mentioned coaching in the NFL. Kansas City was down 22-10 and a half. Came out with a ball control type drive took off seven and a half minutes of the clock and scored a touchdown, which they had to do. They kept the Browns offense off the field. And I thought the Browns lost a little bit of momentum, uh, continuity in the second half because they never had the ball. Yep. Then that football, of course, when you turn it over, that's one thing. But when you play the Chiefs, you have score every time you get it. You just do. Pretty much. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that was a great drive to start the half. And you could tell it was a schemed out drive. They were yep. very methodical. They knew exactly what they needed to do at that point. And that did kind of start to turn that momentum over uh, to the Chiefs. But, yeah, it was it was great. Andy Reid is a fantastic football coach as well. Uh, those are two teams that have a lot of talent, uh, two teams that are very, very well coached. But one has Mahomes. And I'm, I'm going to tell you – yeah, the Browns probably should have tackled Hill and it should have been like a 30-yard gain on the big 75-yard uh, completion. But there's only one quarterback in the NFL that could have got that ball to Hill. They had him pressured. He threw an awkward, you know, body throw, and it was just an amazing throw. Got it right to him, and then Hill did the rest. So all the credit to Mahomes. Uh, I still think the Chiefs have some issues as far as the players not playing all that well around him other than the big two. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say Kelsey and Hill were fantastic in the game, but they didn't get a lot of production on anybody else. So that's still a worry, but the Chiefs definitely are going to always be tough with number 15. Um, this was a big game and one I actually got right. The Dolphins pull off the win. I was very lucky, though, because I think the Patriots are getting ready to win this game. What a competitive game, though. 17-16, Dolphins get the job done. Um, Dennis kind of says they're kind of the same team, right? Eight and nine, nine and eight. I think Miami might be a little better. I don't know. I think New England might be too. What was your takeaway from this game? Well, it went pretty much like I thought it would. Only I thought the Patriots would win. Uh, good hard-nosed football game. Big win for the Dolphins to yep. go into New England and get that get that win against a, an improving Patriots team. Uh, jury's still out on uh, the Patriots and their additions, but – uh, that was a game that could have gone either way and, and really solid opening uh, game to watch. Yeah, I think both teams can kind of build off that and say, hey, that was a hell of a game. We're, we're evenly matched. 
You look up, hey, the big boys, Buffalo, they lost at home to a Pittsburgh team that I don't think people think are great. So I think both of them can can kind of step away from that and say, all right, we got a shot in this thing. So I, I thought that was a really good game. We talked about the Saints dismantling uh, the Packers. Obviously, pretty good sign for the Saints, no matter what the Packers' situation might be. Uh, and then uh, the New York Giants can jump in that hole uh, that Texas is in and uh, <laughs> and I'll bury them 14 feet underground. Uh, I hate that. I'll never, ever, ever touch the Giants again after this. Just, <laughs> just a terrible performance. Uh, I guess you could credit uh, the Broncos, but the Giants, I think, just suck. Well, I do, too. That was very disappointing. Maybe Denver's a little better and we're giving them credit. Uh, they do. Their defense is pretty good. But no, Giants, okay. you're down down on my list too. So I'll say this: I, I told you I hit the pause button on the Eagles and the Texans. I'll also hit the pause button on Denver. Those are the three teams. I, I'm not gonna jump on their bandwagon yet. They were big wins. All three of them were big wins. I'm not gonna take that away from any of those teams. Uh, but I'm gonna hit the pause button because teams they played were a joke. So <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I'm not bitter. That was really, honestly, the only game that pissed me off was that one right there. Uh, <laughs> even though, you know, it wasn't a successful Sunday at all. This no. one really pissed me off because it, the Giants, Dan, I, I'm, it, it's on me. I'm mad at myself to, to, to support Daniel Jones. I mean, come on. guy is just <laughs> awful. So, all right. Uh, that's it for the, <laughs> for the NFL scoreboard recap. Uh, that's it for us, really. We, we don't have a whole lot more going on. Oh, yes, we do. Uh, let me do one more thing here. I'll pull it up. Uh, you know, you can go to the website right now. We've got a lot going on uh, as I get over to the sports side of it. I've got it up on the screen now if you're watching us live. Uh, if not, I'll just kind of describe what we've got. We've got uh, the pick, obviously, for tonight, Baltimore and Las Vegas. you got the new top 25 out. Uh, no surprise, Alabama number one there. Uh, let's see. You moved Iowa all the way up to nine. You got OU at five. And then look for your Arkansas Razorback fans. Arkansas debuts there at 23. Uh, oh, you still got Oklahoma State ranked. You're crazy. right. Yeah. Hey, they're undefeated. And you still rank Utah. Well, you're crazy. We're going to have to work. That on was that. the dumbest pick. I agree with that one. Yeah, we're going to have to work on that, but that's all right. Uh, uh, people need to read the bottom 10. Yeah, I was going to pull that up as well. Uh, you also have the bottom 10. Yeah, we need to give these teams some recognition. Yeah, give UConn some recognition. Sure, yeah. they've already fired their coach. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, you got you got the bottom 10 up there as well, just right down there. And you got the – I like this one. This is my favorite, the best and worst week two college football. You can go through there and read all that. So a lot of articles up on the site now for you guys to check out. Uh, you know, and like I said, we keep that pretty fresh. Yeah, Papa Dude's got articles all the time. Uh, so we'll have these for a while. You'll recap the NFL. That'll be out tomorrow. And then right back into games again for the NFL and college this coming week. So a lot going on on that website. And uh, also, I, I do want to throw out Samich uh, threw up an article this week as well. The Samo six-pack, he did pretty well. He missed the Iowa game, but he got Appalachian State. Um, he missed the Atlanta team over. But he does, he picked Denver and he picked Seattle and they covered and he picked the Browns, believe it or not, and they covered. So uh, a good week for Samich as well. I think he's going to be doing that uh, throughout the season. So a lot going on on the site, uh, not just here with the show, but we're, we'll be here twice a week as well. Um, any final thoughts? I've got a gambling story. I don't know, though, if we have time. We're, yeah, we're we about an hour it. now. Tell us. You want to hear it? I do. It's a horse racing gambling story, though. So that's all right. Okay. 
Remington Park. All right, Remington Park. racing on here. All right, well, we'll all finish with a gambling story. Remington Park, uh, Heather and I were, were there Friday. By the way, if you have a chance to go to Remington Park, go. It is one of the Tell best. Tell them where tracks. it's at, Aaron. Tell them where it's at. Well, it's in Oklahoma City. Okay. Um, it's about three hours from from where we live. Um, it's it's fantastic. It's such it's a it's a little track. There's a great place to eat, Bricktown Brewery, there where you can watch the races. Um, it's it's a lot of fun to go. The crowds are always decent, but they're not so much where you can't walk around. Um, it's a great place. Anyway, the whole drive down, Heather has like a work meeting, so she's kind of off doing her work thing, and I I'm the whole time it's it's a miracle I never wreck because the whole time I'm sitting there thinking, planning out my bets for Remington. Right, I was really pumped for the late pick four, and I'll get to that in a second. But races one, three, and five, I wanted to go all in on a few things. And I hit a big trifecta in the first race, bet it straight and hit it. So it's like, yes, now I've got the money to play with for this late pick four because I was really excited about it. So here's what it was. There were three horses that were going to be huge favorites in this pick four. And then the last race was wide open. But I didn't like two of the three favorites. So what my plan was, I'm going to play, but I didn't, I, I, I just knew in my head, one of those big favorites in the first two races, we're going to get beat. Then the third leg, it was like, that's a lock. That's my single. So I singled number one dude in the third leg of it. I spread in the, in the, in the last leg because it was a turf race for claimers. And I, I heard it was allowance company, but still tough race. So the first two legs, I did play each favorite, but I kept the ticket really short. And I put a couple of huge prices in there. Well, the huge prices ran second in both the races. The big favorites won the first three legs. So I played a $30 ticket thinking even if the favorites win, I'm not, I'll still, you know, maybe break even or whatever. Hit the pick four at Remington. Guess what it paid? Uh, Aaron, we've done this before. I know. (laughs) You lost money. So just to be clear before I tell you, (laughs) the late pick four at Remington Park averages over $500 a night. It's always Most of the time it's more than that. <laughs> it's one of the best bets in racing. But last year, no, it was two years ago when we were there. I hit it on a $24 ticket and it paid $12. <laughs> I was there. $30 ticket this weekend paid $14. <laughs> so the Last two times I bet what what is one of the best bets in racing is paid $12.14. And if we've got some people listening to this, which we probably don't, that don't know anything (laughs) about horse racing, hitting a pick four is almost impossible. Well, so here's the deal. The whole way down, I'm watching Gulfstream on my phone because Ricky and I covered Gulfstream on Friday. I hit the pick four at Gulfstream for like 300 and I think it's three, 30680 or something. I can't remember exactly on $48 ticket, hit it for over 300. So that even drove that. Yeah. And now I'm at Remington and I, 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 I I've been studying that. You know what I mean? It's like, I've been oh, thinking yeah. about how to structure this. And yeah, when, when the last leg hit, Heather looked at me, she's like, why, why do you do this? Why do you <laughs> bet these pick fours? Cause she was there the last time when it paid. Like oh yeah. And, you know, she hit, okay, first of all, my wife's uh, uh, handicapping skills are who has the prettiest tail and who has the prettiest color mm-hmm. and whose mane is like wild, like wild looking. That's how she picks them, right? 
Well, she hits an eight to one winner in one of the well, races. It was gray, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was gray. Gray horse won at eight to one. Um, so she's like, "We made money on this trifecta. We made money when I'm betting these wins, and then you you wasted on these big fours." <laughs> she doesn't go steady. It you know care. No. It's she's just having a great time picking best tail, best color of the horse, exactly. And if the main is is wild, so. It was funny. She was getting mad the first three races. She didn't hit anything. And it's like, I don't know why yeah. you're mad. Like, you're not using anything other than just random stuff. But then she was. Sandy's the after. same way, Aaron. Sandy's the same way. She, after that, after that, she won that race. Man, she was pumped. She was like, ah, I knew it. You know? <laughs> so, I know. And but, what people don't understand is you spent probably 30, 45 minutes analyzing your pick four. Oh, yeah. And yeah. you spent that long to lose $16 and you yeah. did it. <laughs> it. It was great. It was, that's the thing. Like it was a great time. Cause we, we made a lot of money on that day because we hit those races. She yeah. hit the big winner. And then I had yeah. that trifecta. And so when we got to the pick four, we didn't, it wasn't like, Oh, this is going to make or break our night. Right. And that's always fun when you yes. head and, and you, you don't, you don't have to really sweat it out, but you're right. The thing I spent the most time on was that pick four because Anybody that's still watching that knows about horse racing knows uh, pick fours are tough because it's not handy. Really, handicapping isn't the biggest thing. It's how to structure the bet. So you can handicap a pick four in five or ten minutes, but structuring and, and when do I go short and what favorite I'm going to try to beat and, and what race do I need to go all in or not, maybe not all, but go deeper in. That's what takes the time and really the strategy of the whole thing. Uh, you, you talk about the trifecta I hit in the first race. I put that together in like a minute. It's like, here's my top pick. I can't believe that horse is four to one. I really think this horse is going to come in second. Uh, and then Donnie K had a horse. And it's like his horses usually this year just clunk up for third. And it's just, bam, all this betting straight try. Took me a minute to think of it. Pick yeah. four. Yeah. You're in there 30, 40 minutes and uh, you're writing shit down. You got your notebook. You're, you're Xing out horses and you're adding horses back in. And then, yeah, uh, lost, yeah. you know, money on it. well when when we hit that pick four down there that now a lot of my friends that i worked with at the time they don't know anything about horse racing so i went back to school on monday and they they said how'd you do and i said well i hit the pick four yeah you did i said yeah and then one of them says what the hell does that mean <laughs> i said that means i got four races in a row that's really hard to do and we got it but i didn't tell them that we lost $12 on it, you know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. No, and I, if I hadn't hit those other bets, or I should say we, because Heather and I were betting together, if we hadn't hit those, I wouldn't have told that pick four story on the show. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. But I was in a good mood. I thought, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll throw it out there. So. Yeah, that's good. But anyway, that's like said, uh, try to take a shot against some favorites. And, uh, you know, that's the other thing is uh, the favorites that, that won those three races I was talking about, they probably won by the first one was 10 links. The other one was like eight and the other one was nine. So it, yeah, I, saw won, uh, I saw the Philly in the uh, seventh race, I believe it was. Yeah. Good looking horse. Uh, yeah, it was. Very good horse. looking. Yeah, horse by flashback that did really well. Number one dude's almost impossible to beat at Remington when he's in against Oklahoma Breds. He was impressive too. But anyway, uh, yeah, that's my gambling story. Uh, so yeah, you might well, get on better than our picks. That's for sure. Well, I mean, you know, I think people need to hear stuff like you get on Twitter anymore, and everybody, it's not everybody. I shouldn't say that, but all I see it seems like is just people bragging about these caches. It's like it almost makes you 
you know, they're like, gosh, I don't even want to get on here anymore. People need to realize that it's not all great. (laughs) Sometimes sometimes you spend the whole three-hour drive trying to scheme up this pick four, and you hit it, and you still lose, you know, 20 bucks. So um, anyway, we'll get off here. Uh, Wanted to share that for sure. Um, I'll tell you what. I'll close it off. I'll play the Arkansas song as we close it off one more time. I think they deserve it. They deserve it. Yeah, so uh, be back uh, right back here on Thursday for us. We'll be talking week two NFL, week three college football. We can't wait. We're already talking about these games. They're going to be a lot of fun. Uh, oh, there it is. Magic, you said you weren't going to listen. He made it into the chat. Final final, <laughs> <laughs> final time there. All right, Magic, make sure to listen to uh, the podcast version of the show. Before I get up there, I will say that. We're now available anywhere you see Blinkers Off or Magic Mike. Huge Bet Sports also available. So if you missed anything, you can catch us there. You can also go to YouTube, watch the replay of this as well. So uh, we're trying to be everywhere. We're trying to get this out there. I think people are enjoying it. We're certainly working hard and we hope, um, we really, really hope you guys are enjoying it as well. And we really appreciate the comments from everybody as well. So thank you guys. We'll be right back here on Thursday, probably around noon, one o'clock, right around in that time, breaking down uh, next week's game or this coming week's games, I should say now. So good luck if you're betting Monday night football tonight. I hope you guys cash. See you right back here next week on the Dudes Who Bet Sports Show. One more time. Here we go.